Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how you doing today? I'm tired of losing. Well, buckle up. Man, this week was the show me week for the men, and they just fell flat on their face. Well, they showed you. I, I can't... I can't put a positive spin on this week. It was bad. Yeah. UAB, I just wanted us to show a pulse because, you know, that we knew that they were probably the best team ranked-wise or, you know, Kimpom-wise that we were going to play. It was on the road. They, we beat them last year. I felt like they were going to come in, and they had the leading score in the nation in Walker, 24 a game, and they just stuck it to us. And I will give it to the team. You know, we got down 11 nothing. Yeah. And they came right back. Yeah. Tied it up 11-11. And then we got down again, got close again, maybe 24-20. And then after that, UAB lit it, lit it open. And they gave us chances repeatedly for three or four-minute stretches. And then we had five or six-minute stretches of no scoring. And you can't do that on the road and win games. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think you're being a little harsh saying that we didn't have a pulse. We had a pulse in the UAB game. So like this week is a tale of two games and they aren't and they aren't created equal, okay? Okay. One of them is a legit we went on the road to somebody's home site and we played a legitimate NCAA tournament team and they beat us, right? They were better than us and they beat us. And um and that's just what happened. Uh we even played well in that game. We had a bad start. We battled back into it. We then catch a, a really bad break right at the end of the half. I, I forget the exact score, but we had, we, we held it under 10 the whole first half right. and, and kept it in striking distance. And then there's this bad flagrant foul called where they get a bucket and a shot, and then they get the ball back and they hit a three. And and it just it just set off a chain reaction, and it, it, it really took the wind out of, out of the kids' sails. Like... We were just done after that. Going into the half, I think it was 14 at the half. Was that what it was? Yeah, so I believe Hayden Brown got called for a flagrant. Yeah, it was a flagrant Even foul. though he went for the ball, yeah. the guy just landed bad. But you shouldn't yes. call a flagrant on a, how the guy lands and how it looks at the end. If Did he go for the ball or not? That was frustrating by the end of the half. I was watching it at Home Team Barbecue, right? Great. With, with your boy. You had already left to, to get home. But, but, I had baby duty. You know, it, it happens. But, yeah. But, uh but didn't have volume on the TV right. there. And so I couldn't really quite tell what they were saying, but it looked like a terrible call and the guy landed funny and they called a flagrant foul. And just after that, it felt like all the momentum of that game was out of our sales. Like it went from like an eight point game to a 14 point game in the, in the span of 40 seconds. And we usually don't have the firepower to come back from that type of usually. Well, I want to say once or twice this year we've come back, but it's very rare. When have we come back from a fourteen point deficit? We were on, we were down eleven to start. Anything over ten, we've done it a few times. Over oh, 10. okay. You're saying within the game, right? Actually, coming back to win a game that we're down by. It's tough it's with tough. this team. Yeah. But anyway, so my point is, is that this is these two games were not created equal. Correct. Okay. Still both frustrating, though. Both frustrating, but we go into this game. I mean, we told you last... We, we, we were talking last week on the pod that this UAB game was going to be a tough game and that we were probably going to lose. We thought we were going to lose this when we did the season preview pod. 
I just what I was mostly frustrated is the lack of scoring for four to five minutes in different parts of the game. That's what I got frustrated with in the UAB game. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating because they didn't score either. Yeah, and we had our chances to cut it under eight, six, yeah. and it just didn't happen, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, this team only has two to four guys that can score the ball. I think we have three with sometimes a fourth, depending if Chico wants to hit a three. He gets in that three run. And are you counting Hayden Brown? I'm counting Hayden Brown, Michi, and Gigi as our three okay. scorers, the right. big three. Right. But but just like – but literally nobody else can score. There's Not no, consistently. There's nobody – and so and so if, if one of those guys goes cold or one of those guys gets in foul trouble or one of those guys is on the bench, like or they just start doubling up these guys, you know – like and and just not letting GG beat you, which is how you would, which is how you play us, and is what UAB did. You, you know, like the, we we can't score in in four or five minute stretches because we don't have guys that can't. Our offense. I mean, do you feel like we have a identity on offense, we, or do um, you feel it's GG? Make a jump shot, please, because no one else can really consistently make it. No, no, we have more of an identity than that, but our identity is. Let's really hope we get an open three-point shot. And if we don't get an open three-point shot, I don't know what we're going to do. That's our identity. And when we're and when we're moving the ball around, when everybody's clicking, when when people are hot and we're being streaky, we actually have shown a pulse this season to where we actually have some offensive firepower. And um and and we can go on a run. We can go on a two or three minute run where, where we, you know, get back in a game or blow a game open, but it just well, we're not getting it to where we can drive the lane and get fouled, or it's really or breakaways. We don't really have breakaways. It's pretty much hitting jump shots and Gigi and or Hayden and Michi hitting threes and yeah. or Chico. Yeah, I just going into this season, you know, you had all that hype with Gigi, and I think it's just a little bit wearing off. And maybe I got a little excited just by the stars. Well, with Gigi, but teams that are physical, teams that play physical with us. We back down, I feel, a lot. And I want us to have that push because SEC play, we're going to play them big boys. And if these small guys on these teams are pushing us around, imagine what the SEC play is going to look like, Sumter. Oh, we're going to get killed. We're going to get absolutely killed in SEC play. Like, at, at least in some games. I think they'll be in some games, but there will be some games where where, where it's just where, where we're leaving where we're, we're leaving Colonial Life Arena at halftime. You know, or we're watching Auburn score a hundred points on us. Like, like that is that's where I think we are. Where's our? What is the foundation of the issue? Is it the defense or is it finishing? What is it? Honestly, I can always tell you it's free throws all the time, but that's no, that's universal. Not the, that's not that's the foundation universal. of the. That's not the foundation okay. of the issue. The foundation of the issue is that this team doesn't have enough players, specifically big players, and so because we don't have enough big players. Our good players are playing out of position. Well, Hayden, we we thought the experiment of Hayden at four, I thought was just going to be a trial because at Citadel you can do that at six five two twenty. You can't do that in upper level basketball. You saw him have a good game against PC PC because that was the level of talent. But then when you see him play teams that have a big man that's a powerful, you know, six eight six nine power forward, yeah. He gets pushed around and he gets picked on. 
Well, it's because he's it, not a center. I know. Like, no, I'm talking power forward. Yeah. Very rarely is he in at center unless there's a foul trouble situation. That's probably but I, true. I was hoping going into the year that he could sit at three and yeah. play the three. He can't. He can't. You know, or the or the coaches are not putting him in that position. I don't know which one it is. Well, the, the coaches sometimes put him in that position when Josh Gray is on the floor or Verdonk with is on Gigi, the floor yeah. with Gigi, and that has Gigi playing the four. But just we are just so weak up top. That that uh, that it really is asking this from some of our, our our best players, and honestly, we just need another guy. Is is what we need? Like the Deba injury, I think. Deba was it was foundationally bad with yeah, that when that happened. We were we, it was we, a struggle when it comes to guards that you can trust in the clutch. And and well, just just bodies, bodies that you can trust in the first half, and not having to put walk ons in right. in clutch situations, right? Or, or just in in any situations, you know, just like like in the first half, just just having more than just three guys to turn to, because like if we come out there and Michi doesn't have a shot, we're gonna lose. If we come out there and Gigi isn't looking for his shot, we're gonna lose. Have you noticed that sometimes in games, the first four or five possessions, Gigi doesn't even touch the ball, and it's because maybe Meech or other guys are putting up threes and we're not getting it around. Because th- that last game against um, East Carolina, finally Gigi was like, "I'm just going to go down, dribble, 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 and I'm going to shoot that 18 footer." So, so this definitely is a thing, and it's going to be a thing all season, and it's it's going to drive me like. It, it's going to make me hate Twitter and everything because we're just going to talk about it nonstop about how Gigi just has to look for shots. Right. PC game. All right. We went up like we went, we opened up the game on like an 11 three run. Gigi had seven of the points. Yeah. We, I think we got a what? 16 to five in that game. Yeah. 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 Like, like just, just right off the bat, just, just of our 11 to of our first 11 to 13 points. GG had seven of them. It's the best we've started all season in a basketball game, and so I, should I, I. Should I get off the ledge because I'm fired up today? I'm very frustrated about this week, mostly because of the East Carolina game. Right. So, so it was just the icing on the cake of the bad week. Okay. Well, do you want to go ahead and talk about the East Carolina game and then talk about what the foundation problem is, or keep talking about this? So, so like, 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 let's. So go anyway, ahead. we got we got beat pretty good by UAB. I right. think we finished it. I think it ended up being 14. We hit a late three. Yeah. So I think it was 70 to 84 final. Right. And great. Team. it is what it is. Great. UAB, tough team on the road. Great teams cover, Bryce. Great. That's right. They're four, favored by 16 and that's a half. Right. How about that three? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Vegas, great. man. Great teams cover. Vegas knows. <laughs> that's right. Guys, is there some guy in Vegas is like this. Got it. I know this line. Or is yeah. it? I, I don't know. That guy, I mean, that guy must be living in the penthouse somewhere. Yeah, or he's uh, or, or or he's just living on the edge constantly every day of his life. And shout out to Andy Kennedy. I wanted him as one of our coaching candidates, but we never went down the road. But it's UAB's his alma mater. I yeah, get it. SEC. We might have been. But anyway, we go into East Carolina at the well, is what they call it. I I will always call it the Bilo Center. Yeah. And you and I have enjoyed uh, one or two games there. Yeah. Two. Exactly two. I've been to exactly two basketball. We love games living in the on Bible the pa- in the past on the pod, and I think yeah. you know six years ago we were flying high. That's right for two for two games. And guess what? Those days are gone. Yeah. Well, and they were they were long gone before this started, but we're not going to get. But good. anyway, we get into the game yeah. with East Carolina. Going into the game, what was East Carolina's Ken Palm? Two twenty, two twenty two. 
And they had a loss to South Carolina State, which was over 300 in the Ken Palm. That's true, which we almost had. Hey, almost only matters in what, hand grenades and... Horseshoes. There you go. All right, so they lost to South Carolina State, and I was like this, man, we just need to go out there and get physical, score, and get up, and let's win this game. And guess what happened? We didn't do that. Just one of those slow starts. We have these games where we get down 9, 10, 11, nothing. It makes me want to scream. Yeah. Talk me off the ledge, Sumter. No. Like, like I don't know what ledge you're on. Like, like scream. Don't do it into the pod. But just like, it's almost like it happens every time we're on the road. Every time we're not at Colonial Life Arena, it it's like we don't come out and start. And it's and and we get down by you know eleven straight points. Just just hey, just you know what? Take eleven points. We'll try to we'll try to win sixty two to to fifty one. You know, or something like that. Just just we're just gonna spot you a bunch of points to start the game, and it's it's not great. And uh, the and it's why the team has struggled. And it's why the team struggled in Charleston. It's why the team struggled. You know, Saturday uh, because. From the whole game, they were fighting from behind, and they actually tried to get back in the game. Oh, a they couple fought. Of times. They, they fought in the second. I'm not debating the fight in the team. I yeah. am struggling around with just getting pushed around by teams and players that don't have the level of talent, right? And that we is, do, even though we're not fully stocked. And, and this is what I'm kind of talking about about how this week was a tale of two games, and that these two games were not created the same, right? The UAB lost. UAB was better than us. East Carolina. Not better than us, or definitely should not be better than us. At some point, we got to talk about these teams potentially being better than us. But you know, if we keep losing to them, like, I mean, East Carolina was better than us on Saturday. I mean, they had guys that weren't even averaging ten points a game going off. Yeah, teams do. I that. mean, where where is our defensive identity? I don't the know. fierce defense. I feel like anyone can come into a game against us and they're going to go, I can score on this team. Yes. Yeah. And, and it starts with our big men. Don't get me wrong. Josh Gray had a few moments again. Josh Gray leads the team in moments. And when I say moments, there's games where he looks dominant. He blocks people. He like bows up over them. And you're like this, man, that's a big boy. Yeah. And then there's times where he'll foul and get pushed around. But like when Josh Gray's in, we're at least a little bit physical. BBV gets pushed around, scored on, and he can't score. And it's just the big men are it's starting to be a level of frustration. I know that overall there's a frustration, but the big men need to somehow just man up and bow up down low and push some people around. That's where we need to start. I mean, it's the root of the problem. It's the root of the problem. It, it and, and all the other and all the other problems get made worse because of it. Is that we just don't put out a power five roster for, from a standpoint of big guys like like gg could you imagine if gg was allowed to play the three he'd be doing i mean he already does nice things but he'd be doing more i think because he likes living on the perimeter i will say that I, I wouldn't mind if gg started going down low like could you imagine putting gg jackson on the court with mike Kotsar and chris silva I mean, I could come up with some beautiful combinations no, of no, players. I'm just, I'm, but yeah, I'm just I know. I, yeah, I mean, recent... for him, him not him not having to be the focus player and him can yeah. just be a role yeah. player. Yeah. He could do even more. Which right? is a, a recent front court that that was very good. You, you know, Chris Silva and Mike Kotsar. If if Gigi was was playing with a front court like that, it would he he could go he he go inside he could go outside. You, you know, like 
drive, do whatever he wanted. And, um, but, but in this, it, it's just, you know, it's, we, we just really don't have an identity. I think part of that is that everybody on this team is so new. I think part of that is that we don't have enough SEC caliber basketball players on this team. And we needed this team to have time to get to gel. I get that. Cause you know, when you have teams that are made up of just all new players, they need time to gel, but how long are we into the we're over over a month, almost two months into the season. Yeah, yeah. we're probably going on a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, SEC the play- conference is basically over. I mean, we have two games coming up this week. That, I mean, East Eastern Michigan doesn't have a good record, but they have big guys that can push us around. Yeah, and then Western Kentucky had a bad loss this week, but they have a you I mean they have a strong team. We saw them in the Asheville Championship last year. Where we are. There is no team that I will be shocked if we lose to. Like, like I, like every win, every win at this point is a great win because it's a win. Well, what is the foundational pieces that need to happen for us to win games? I've said it a lot this year. I want to hear your thoughts. What well, are the things that need to happen to win the game? To, Any game. Well, we need to score points. Well, thanks, John Madden. You know, and and the new coach for the Dolphins too. Didn't he just get in? He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we. But 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 we need to be able to score points, and so like, found and foundationally, that's generally there's two guys, the best two offensive players on the team are Michi Johnson and Gigi Jackson, right? And they have to be good in every game, and both of them have to be good in order for us to win, and both of them have to be on, and Gigi has to be looking for his shot, and like all the time, all the time, like ninety nine percent of the time he needs to be looking to score. So so question for you okay all right how many games has this team won not in the colonial life arena one at georgetown at georgetown and georgetown is a really really bad team well you know we've lost to some really really bad teams okay all right so so here's the next part of the question all right why did this team win the georgetown game they they battled in the second half, and no, I was, no, no, not they, not they. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, 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 this is the answer to the question. Okay, so like we did all the things against Georgetown that we did at George Washington, that we did against East Carolina, that we did at UAB, that we did down in Charleston. Okay, but then in the second half, what happened? What happened in the, the second big half? three constantly scored? They it, did in it, the late it, second it half. It was just bucket, three. bucket, 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 bucket. It was Gigi. Oh, Gigi went off, but the other guys were. Not standing alone. I understand that, but Gigi had like what? What two points in the first half? No, zero points in yeah, the first he had half. Yeah, zero half points. He half. finished with twenty-two. Right, he finished with twenty-two. He, he had a twenty-two point. He was rolling in the second half. Second half, and the reason that we won that game is that yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from Michi Hayden, any of the other the, the rest of the team in that Georgetown game. A lot of guys played great, and and like Michi hit a hit some big shots. And, and Chico hit a big three. But, like, Gigi just decided to go off. And he's got to do that all the time. He's got to do that in both halves all the time. If this team wants to win basketball games, Gigi Jackson's got to average 30 points a game. I or think not average, but... He needs G- to be up there in the upper 20s to upper 30s 20s. a game. Yeah. And that's every game. Yeah. Or if we want to win. Well, this team, we struggle to get to 60 points. Yeah. Sometimes we'll get some garbage points to get to 70, but we need to consistently get into the 70s. Yeah. Yes. Because the games, like, we beat Clemson this year. What was it? 
58 to 60. Yeah. It was just a low scoring. We can I would love to get into a defensive game or mm-hmm. lack of scoring game. Just, just catch a team when they're cold. And I don't know. I just I'm sorry if I'm coming off angry this this pod. It's just this week kind of broke me a little bit. Well, East Carolina really broke me. And so it's it's we haven't been good for a while and we're worse. And hopefully we're going to get better. But the other thing about this and this is where I'm coming from is that like let's talk about next year for a second. We're not even playing guys who are going to be on this team next year. Michi has another year. Gigi. If, if you're Michi Johnson, are you doing that at the University of South Carolina? Well, I think he likes Lamont. He's an Ohio guy. Lamont's an Ohio guy. And then Deba comes, you know, gets healthy. and Okay. But but I guess part of my point is that, is that like, Hank and Sanford not playing. We, Zach, we, we actually had a sighting of him finally in the yeah, East Carolina he, game. I mean, but yeah, like he's two not, or three minutes. Yep. Zach Davis not playing. Right. Um, the the only like develop the only piece on this team that is developing is, is Jacoby Wright is, is Jacoby Wright that, that that's it like like he's a four to six point game guy he's getting thirty minutes and and he and he he's gonna be a good college basketball guard like like he's gonna be an he's above slowly average. developing and he's, he will get there yeah, yes. yeah as a junior and a senior he, he can even be he he is a senior I'm convinced he is a senior can be a starter on a power five college basketball team. And you got BBV that's got two years left, right? But just, but just like what, what I'm saying is, is that any young players were not playing and were not developing, and um, and it's just it, it, it. it, it I, I, I don't it's know. It's gonna be a whole new team next year too. You're gonna see right. transfer city, right? That's and how so, it is. and so, like, I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm, I'm very concerned. For for the rest of this season, I'm concerned for next year. Can we convince Gigi to come back next year? There's no way. There's just no way. Maybe for the love of the game. No. He's going to continue to play basketball. Imagine this team next year without Gigi. Well, that's what I'm talking about. We're going to have to land five or six major transfers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to have to land the transfers that we needed to land this year. That's that's ultimately what, what what this has come down to. We didn't land the trans. We still got a scholarship spot out there. We just didn't land the guy we need. And and I'll credit Paris. He Paris brought knew, a lot in. They yeah. just didn't commit. Paris knew that he needed to land a marquee guy, and he didn't do it. And he didn't want to give it away to just anybody because he knew he needed to bring in somebody marquee, and he just kept missing. Malachi Smith would have been the guy. He's sitting on the bench at Gonzaga. Yeah. But yeah. he's watching some good basketball. And and he and could be a star player here making 18, 20 points a game. That is true. He's also winning basketball games. Oh, he's winning. He's just watching from the bench. Yeah. You know. That Sorry. happens. I'm just you know, you I'm getting juiced mad. up. I'm you, juiced up today. But but just um But anyway, let's get back to this season. So so we ultimately got, yep. ultimately what we talked about in the summer when Gigi was coming down here and what we talked about on the season preview show. Okay, and about this team is we talked about what this team could be with Gigi, and we had a few test cases, you know, like of a marquee player like Gigi recently, you know, like we didn't think it would be an experience like Zion Williamson at Duke or anything where we're, you know, one of the best teams in the country, uh, but we thought it could be like Ben Simmons at LSU where. 
they were a little frisky on the bubble, ended up in the NIT, you, you know, won some games, or that we could be like Anthony Edwards at, at Georgia, where they won, what, five games? Yep. Okay, with the number one pick in the draft. We, that, we, that's who we are. That's who we are. That's it. Like Unless like, something drastically changes, and we're not going to say that's not possible. Just right now, the writing's of the wall, yeah. I think, of this team. That's who, that's who this team is. I mean, we've won five games, right? Six games, five games. And some of those games were close, and yeah. we could have lost them. Yeah, and so, like, we are Tom Green's Georgia with Anthony Edwards. I mean, like, we're like looking at our wounds going into the last two games of the non-con this week. And we might lose one of them. Fortunately, they're both at Colonial Life Arena. That is good. Where this team actually does... It's funny. that None of these guys have played in Colonial Life before. But they play better at Colonial Life than they do on the road. That's definitely so true. So we got Western Kentucky on Thursday night, and then almost a week, eight days later, we'll have Eastern Michigan. So we have we're playing an eight and two Western Kentucky team this week that is going to be physical, strong, probably better than us. We're gonna to have to go out there and do some things completely opposite of the last couple of games. Score points. And get up early and push people around and don't and we don't even and don't go on the five to seven minute scoring droughts. We don't even have to get up early, Bryce. Just as long as we don't get down early. Stay within ten. Yeah. No, no just just you know, at the ten minute mark of the first half, if it's eighteen to sixteen, either way, I'm good. But uh, I I did think it was during the East Carolina game, something funny that did happen that I think really sums up what this team is. Okay. We were on the group. We were on a group text talking about the game. We weren't. We weren't watching it together, and we and none of us made the drive to Greenville. But um, thank God, God, that would have been. We I almost went up there. You would have been so upset. Glad we didn't end up not going to the Charleston Classic either. God, um, maybe these things are happening to stop us from going. Or maybe it's to our save fault. our. Maybe happiness. they would have played well for us. Yeah. Um, but um, but so anyway. We're talking about how to spin this. Like, is there a positive or anything, you know, when, when we were losing? And I just simply texted 22 in Kenpon. The guy on the group text. 222. That's what I said. meant to say. 222 in Kenpon is, is what I text. Those exact words. Guy on the group thread says, us or them. And that really just sums that, up the that's season. That's where we're at. That's where we are. Is and where, that, and where it, are we now in Kenpon? We're 199. They're 204 after the game. We were 180. They were 222. They basically picked up about 20. We we dropped about 20 spots after the game. and um, But that's where we are, is that we're the worst team in the SEC. Yep. By every metric. By every, it's sad for me to say that out loud. Yeah. yeah uh, um, Probably our listeners like this, we knew this, Bryce. But, yeah. you know, I, I was thinking positive thoughts going into the year. Yeah. How we could be, you know, 10-3 and three coming out of the out-of-conference schedule. <laughs> Makes you want to laugh now, doesn't it? I, I I tried to laugh at you and Glenn then. Y'all wouldn't let me. We were, we were drinking the juice. Yeah, I know you were. I'm still just amazed we beat Clemson, honestly. I'm glad we beat Clemson. Yeah, thank God. That could be the, I mean, that li- helps the wounds a little bit. That shot by Chico to go in, it's been a really rough season. Like, really, really rough. Y'all, I, I don't know what else to say. They're, it's not good. and 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 I don't. There's not much that can be done this season to make it better because the competition that we're playing 
is about to get a lot better. Like, a lot better. Because the SEC stacked this year. It's the strongest SEC that I think we've seen in a very long time. But we'll be breaking that down in a, f- a few weeks for that uh, show. We're going to have uh, a few people on, a few guests that are going to help us break it down. and uh, More than one guest. I think we're going to have multiple guests. Is it going to be like four people in the pod? Or we're going to have one person? Be, have it might be person? something like a round table. Are you going to have to learn how to edit? I'm going to have to edit some things. You're going to have to learn how to edit. But uh, shout out, we have uh, our boy Seth of Gamecock Art is going to be helping us do a nice little giveaway. He is a fantastic artist of putting together things for basketball and football, and he is lending us one of his pieces. He's going to be lending us a Sindorius Thornwell, our boy, from years ago, a piece of art with Sindarius on there, and it's a giveaway for the GBO. You need to... Of course, you know, follow and like the post from Gamecock Art and follow and like GBO underscore pod on Twitter. Yep. And you could be getting a piece of uh, beautiful Gamecock Art from Seth. And that'll be coming up. For, we'll be pushing that out in the next couple of days. So make sure you follow us on Twitter for that giveaway. Yep. Also, um, anything bugging you this week? The modern exterminating we know... What bugs you, bugging us this week? We should have just led. That should have been the opening of the podcast because I think you've, I think we've discussed what's bugging us. I mean, you already know. I've said it five times. Five to six minute scoring droughts are killing me. I mean, free throws is always like the the thing we can always say, but the scoring droughts for long pieces of time is mine. What's yours? Just slow starts. Getting down, getting okay. down like eleven. Getting down eleven, nothing, seven, nothing. Just right off the jump. What was it, the SNL or is it Mad TV skit when they're like, you know, the guys that people are at therapy and they're like, you know, how do, how do I get this fixed? Well, just stop it. Just stop doing it. Just stop it. I, just I, stop. Just stop not scoring. Yeah. Just. Or stop just, letting them score. Yeah, Either one yeah, is yeah. fine. Just, Either one is just fine. score more points. Just if, start scoring more. If at the 16 minute mark, if, if at the 16 minute timeout of the first half, if it is zero zero, that's better. That's better than being 11 nothing. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's enough for the men. Let's get to the winners. Of real, the, yeah. real quick, though, with, with the GBO, uh, Modern Exterminating, we know what bugs you, Pod. Remember, uh, Modern Exterminating, call them 10% off your first Just mention the service. GBO podcast. That's right. Or that you want the GBO discount. That's right. And, you know, ask for Glenn. If they, if they ask, like, what is that? To say, get me in touch with Glenn. He'll help you out. <laughs> All right, so on to the win, women that all they do is just in there a song. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. That's right. that is what we do. That's them. That basically sums them up, actually. Yeah, and they win no matter what. Hey, Bryce, I got a question. What you got? If the women shoot twenty five percent from the floor, are they going to win? Yes, that's right. Because our defense is that good. If the women, if if the women don't make a free throw. Are they going to win? Yes, and probably by double digits. Yes, yes. The, and they went up to South Dakota in two feet of snow, you know, 20-degree weather. And you know what? Dawn Staley packs one thing in her suitcase everywhere she goes. you know what that is? I have no idea. I, I want to know how you know this. Defense. She packs <laughs> defense. The defense is always there. That's right. The defense doesn't let us down. No. 
and it doesn't matter. Sometimes what you do. it might bend yeah. a little bit, like that Stanford game. But at the end of the day, you know, we shut them down that fourth quarter. That's right. There's a little bend, but then the defense shuts them down. Yeah. That's and then we struggle to score against South Dakota State. But you know what? We didn't struggle to defend. Bree Beal had in like an All-American game. What were oh your thoughts God. on Bree Beal? She was incredible. It's honestly, it's watching that game. It's one of I enjoyed that South Dakota State game as much as I've enjoyed any game this season. Potentially any game last season. I mean, obviously winning the national title was awesome and everything, but just like it was just fun watching this game because literally every time we were in trouble, every time we like every time we couldn't do anything, Bree Bill would just steal the ball and would just go score. It, it, and stealing inbounds. Yeah. But she did it twice. And then this team was just block stuff, block steals and rebounds. Yeah, they had a uh, they had eleven blocks and eleven steals at the end of the half. My mom texted me, okay, um, that that she was just like she was all panicking about how we don't look like the number one team in the nation or anything, right? And um, you know, especially not in this half. And I go, well, you know, when you have eleven steals, eleven re- uh, eleven block shots. You know, and, and hold the team to shooting twenty two percent from the floor. If you do that every game, you can win a national title. And then eventually, the scoring for us caught up in that second half, and we blew it wide open. Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't. It really didn't catch up until the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. That score looks a lot, a lot. It looked prettier at the end. It, a lot better than it was. So with with uh, is forty seven to forty one. With about six minutes left in the game, and it, we had it, op- we had blown it open to about fifteen points, and they just battled back into it. It's forty-seven, forty-one. We come down the court. We get a stop. We come down the court. Fletcher makes a really nice play, makes a jumper, right? And on the inbound, we go up eight, and then on the inbound, Bree Bill. Like if you haven't seen the highlight of this play, go look at it. I do not know how she. How she saw the ball, how she touched the ball, how she Instinct. caught the ball. Instinct. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's something you can't teach. It's something that you just learn after playing as much basketball as she's played. She gets her arm out, and she steals the inbounds pass, controls it, goes right to the basket and lays it in. And just like that, they spent the whole fourth quarter getting back into the game. And in a matter of about six seconds, it was we were up 10. Those four points were the first four points on a fifteen to three run that ended the game. That's a nice run. Last six minutes of the fourth last six minutes of the fourth quarter, they made one shot and it was on a stupid pass with that they got a fast break on. It was on an offensive miscue. A lazy pass. Yeah. And so, you know, we basically just decided to not let them score again. Not and usually it's game. hard to lose to someone if they can't score, right? Yeah, like, like, just if the other team doesn't score points, you're going to win basketball games. And uh, we are going to win the national championship and shoot 20% from the floor just because we can. Well, we beat South, South Dakota State 62-44, and then it comes to the game today against Charleston Southern. And I even put a tweet out before the game and just say a little prayer for Charleston Southern because they were going to get beat up pretty rough today. And guess what happened? They didn't even get 25 points. 
It was pretty. It rough. was a reminder of one of those NCAA tournament games last year. Yeah, it. I I just I feel for them at some point in the game. And I guess we do tweets. So do you feel sorry for the other team? A lot of people say no, but like, man, some of these teams are just they're getting the crap beat out of them. Yeah. Well, this team's really good, and the other problem with it is, is that the the bench on this team is is a would be a top 25 team would potentially be a top 10 team. And so even when we put in the backups, when backups are bringing the heat too. Yeah. I mean, they're ready to play. I mean, in this game, it was Chloe Kitts, first game, Chloe Kitt just, just showing up at school this week and just saying, you know what? I can score points. She, she's going to go into a game. Well, she's not going to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not going to play to win. Like, why are we keeping score? That's right. You, You know? And so, so, um, but TRC brought up a good tweet yeah, to us today I, about, need to you know, talk it, about it, this. is she playing because she's in her top eight, nine players? No. Or is it because of the opponent? My thoughts were it was the opponent and the score situation. So but what were your thoughts, it's, it's definitely the opponent and the score situation. So so in against Stanford, right, and against UCLA, we've got seven people, okay? There's seven people that are going to play when, it, when the going gets tough for this team, right? That is the five stars: Boston, Saxon, Beal, Cook, and Fletcher. It's it's pretty clear that it's Fletcher at the point right now, right? And then the first two off the beach, off the bench, off the beach, <laughs> off the bench are uh, are Amahair and Cardosa, and um, and that's our seven. Okay, from a standpoint of minutes, we'll. Bree Hall and Raven Johnson will probably get in there, mm-hmm. but it's really like it's those those are the seven core. Kitts isn't jumping into that. I doubt she's getting more minutes than than Johnson or Hall just because they're guards. Do you and see her better than Cooper or Watkins? M- maybe. I mean that's possible, but Cooper or Watkins aren't part of the rotation, and so right. we, and so like I see her with Cooper, Watson, and Fagan. Okay. All right. Well, here's part of the problem is that. She she's now player number like like twelve thirteen. She's player number thirteen, and maybe fourteen, depending on how you feel about Olivia Thompson. Right, because so, she's getting good minutes too. So like like we got the the five stars that I named, then those then those two, then 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 um, Cardosa and Amahair take us to seven, and then these five take us to twelve: Johnson, Hall, Cooper, um, Watkins, and Fagan. The, the the freshman and the sophomores basically and and that is what takes us to twelve like at the end of the Liberty game, she, uh, Dawn rolled with those five with with players, and so if your kits where are you going to get into this rotation? I mean, I, I'm I'm it's great I'm excited about a potentially good basketball player coming to coming and and being on this team. We've got a lot of good basketball players. We do. Um, and she's. She seems like she could actually be a, a legitimate star. She looked good today, um, but Bryce, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why. I don't understand the rush to play her. I mean, it it pushes up her year of eligibility. Yeah, know, one year, and we don't need her this year. I don't. I don't understand it. But you know, you can't. I mean, I mean, I'm not. She I'm wanted also, to play. And she's 18. She's, she wants to play. That's right. And so, like, I I, I get that. I also. Dawn, Dawn Staley can do can coach this team she however can do what she wants however she wants to coach this team and it's it's highly likely that four years from now 
we're going to be okay with the fact that Chloe Kitts is out of eligibility because there's 12 good basketball players still right. on this team. You know, some of who we don't know who they are yet. You, you know, like, and so I don't think, I, I think this is just something to talk about. It's going to happen in these next couple of games before we get into SEC play. But once SEC play hits, once the tournament hits, once we're, once we're playing teams that we aren't beaten by 30, 40, 50 points, it's it's the big seven, Johnson and Hall. That's the, that's who this the, – those are the nine right? That, that, that this team's running with. And if people get in foul trouble – We got plenty of bodies yeah, to yeah, come in. Like if people get in foul trouble, you'll see Watkins, you'll see Fagan. But we need to get those people minutes because sometimes we're going to have people in foul trouble or – Need someone to step up in the well, I mean, clutch, and and I mean, I, I guess that's what I guess that's what Staley's doing, right? Is that she's getting the minutes? I mean, the, like in the Liberty game, she played twelve players, ten plus minutes, right? That's a lot of minutes, you know. Like, like that's that's really tough to do, to get twelve players ten plus minutes, you know. And she did the same in the Memphis game, and so she's Don Staley is definitely concerned about this. She's definitely concerned about the fact that, you know, who knows anymore who's leaving and who's staying, who's out of eligibility and who's not. But it it looks like this team is losing Boston, Saxon, Beal, Cook, Amahair. I think that um, Beal and Amahair will be coming back. I think only – and well, Saxon's out of eligibility. Saxon has, and, and I think Cook, Cook, and Boston are definitely gone. It's it's funny what this COVID year has done. COVID is to, to, to sh- all college sports it yep. because the other thing is it's taken away scholarships and it's taken away playing time for younger players. Like it's like we have a you you know it just is yeah that's what it's done. I, I I lost where I was going with that. Right, but uh, but just it's it it's really shaking this up, and so. Um. Th- there's no, but I, I think you redshirt her and get her an extra year eligibility. It's ultimately, and I don't know how it works in basketball. Can you redshirt? It's not like football where you can play four games and I, keep your redshirt. I think it's once you play. I don't know the rules anymore. That's my guess. For we'll have to look that up, or someone on Twitter can correct us. Uh, our favorite guy in the world, David Kloniger, had a tweet indicating that they talked about her red shirting and she is not right so so the intentions are to play her so even if she even if we could sit her you, you know like like because like if a player gets hurt like raven johnson played and i think she was able to take last season but she was able to get a medical red shirt even though she played in a couple of games so or, maybe maybe it's like a date thing if you get her yeah, earlier in the year yeah, maybe yeah but uh but so yeah you know that's um but the women keep winning what do they got up on the docket? They have Coastal Carolina on twelve twenty one at noon. A nooner on a Wednesday. A nooner on a Wednesday. You know what? The somehow we'll have a big crowd. That's you know, right. you know, people have been known to you know call in sick or just take a nice long lunch. <laughs> have you been known to do that? No, can't confirm because no. you know we have people from work at work I, with us listen to the podcast. Definitely, I definitely cannot take a long lunch in my job if you're not there oh yeah 
Can't, you can't take a, you can't hide. You can't if you're supposed to be there. Like like if you're sick and out, then that's that's one thing. But if you're supposed to be there and you're not, everybody knows it, <laughs> and everybody's pissed at you. <laughs> All right. Was there any uh, modern exterminating? What's bugging us this week for the ladies? No. And we're fine with that. I will say this. Okay. Um. It's not even bugging me because they win. I don't care what this as as, until, as long as we keep winning. There's it, nothing bugging you. It, 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 this team, they can win basketball games however they want to win basketball games, and I don't care. You want to jack up thirty three pointers and make one of them, and win, do it. You know, like <laughs> you want to make. Just don't take the free throws and see if you can still win. Just don't even try. Just, just, just say I don't want coach to get mad at me, so I'm just not gonna try to make this. You know, like, like just, just, I, I not, nothing but you know, I think we were what two for fifteen from three, one for fifteen from three in the in the uh, South Dakota State game. Charleston Southern, I think we ended up with seven threes, which is pretty good. That is good. Chloe Kitts hit one. Maybe that's why she's in. Maybe that's why she's playing. I mean, I can take it. I'm all about a power forward shooting threes and making them. Oh, man. that If if she... if she Put her in the top eight if that happens consistently. If, if she's hitting consistent threes, everything I just said goes out the window, window. Put her in the top eight. Put her in the game and have her making three-pointers. But, uh, you know, nothing nothing's bugging me with this. Honestly, watching the South Dakota State game, I remember thinking it was in all the turmoil and... Uh, it, it was in all the term. It, it was it was in the week with all the turmoil of the of the logins hire, you know, and and the transfer portal nonsense, and everybody's angry, you know, like everybody's got an opinion on Twitter, you, you, you know, the men just got you, you know just got killed by UAB, and I remember watching that South Dakota State game and just being like, this is wonderful. This team doesn't have it, and yet here we've got this product like. It, it, it just it's just going to go out there and win anyway. They're going to win when they don't have it. And it was just a very refreshing feeling that you don't often get as a South Carolina sports fan. And it's let me limited, also, yeah. And let me also tell you this. It doesn't last forever. And so, and so we've got to enjoy this while it's here. You know what? There's only one thing that lasts forever. You know what that is? Father time. No slaw it's- extra fries at, at Rush's. <laughs> If you're following us on Twitter, oh, there was some man. back and forth on no that. No slaw, extra fries. I, and I hit up rushes today. I, we should have done it together before the pod and, got, and, and, and gotten some more action on that. Double cheeseburger, large fried chocolate shake. Yeah. that And that dude also got a Diet Coke. I mean, he's cutting calories. You, know? you got right. to watch yourself. Got to watch the calories Anyway, somewhere. anything else this week, Sumter so, for the pod. Somebody in that rushes thread said one fried chicken leg for the road. And and that man is that. that man is a genius. That's something I, I I've known to have a road fry, right? But a road drumstick. Uh, <clears throat> well, anyway, yeah. we're probably not going to have a pod next week. We're right. going to be uh, skipping a week and getting set up for the big SEC preview with a few Gamecock Twitter guests. And everybody have a Merry Christmas that week too. There's something going on, you know, on the calendar. Love a good Merry Christmas and be on the lookout for Gamecock art. The uh, GBO podcast giveaway this week. And so I guess our next show is going to be our big SEC preview. Big SEC preview, maybe a little roundtable. That's what what you were trying to do before I interrupted you. That's right. Yeah. How dare you? You know, it's not like you don't do it to anybody. How dare you? (laughs) 
All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll do it again in a few weeks. Merry Christmas. Go Cox. GBO out.